Welcome to the Rumble Reverend Podcast. going on fam it's your boy nico rumble reverend only pursuing god ministries we seek god only amen so today i got a message for you guys oh man i know this works because i've used this plan on myself and i then the lord used me to go set somebody else free so today is your day of freedom if you will just do what the Lord commands, the Lord will set you free. I can guarantee it. I guarantee it because I'm a witness and I testify that this plan works. That the Lord gave it to me after I had committed sexual sin and he taught me and he showed me why I fell. And now he wants me to go tell you how you can prevent from falling like I did. So you don't have to learn the hard way. God loves you. All his commands are good for us. He's already holy. He's already righteous. He don't need us. He is self-sustaining. That's the God that we worship. We need him. And his commands are for us, for our good. And it pleases them, of course. Just as like if one of my kids does what I tell them to clean your room. And he goes, cleans his room. Oh, I feel so honored. I feel so loved by my child. I want to bless him after that. Let's go, let's go to McDonald's. Let me go hold, what, what game you want to buy today? You want to, you want, you want some V-Bucks for Fortnite? Man, I got you. And that same way, God will bless you for obedience. So do what he says. Anyway, let's pray. Let's pray. I got to pray this up. Man, I'm fired up today. I'm fired up. I, man, I'm, I was, man, the first couple days that I've been recording those first 10 episodes took a lot out of me. I couldn't sleep for like two days. And I finally crashed out last night. My, uh, my uh, sister-in-law um, watched my kids and me and my wife um, had some time alone. And that was really nice. And. We did a little photo shoot for my wife because I bought her this shirt that says strong indigenous woman. And she looks so beautiful in it and she kind of been feeling down. So I wanted to make her feel good. So I uh, took her out over here, you know, led by the spirit because the Lord was telling me where to go. He already told me where to go. There's this really nice uh, restaurant called Oso. It's uh, O-H-S-O Brewery over here in Gilbert. And um, they have a really nice uh mural that says Gilbert and it's really nice. If you ever go there, look for that brewery. They have this beautiful wall. Take a picture there. It's gorgeous. Um so the Lord was leading me there because I took a picture once there of my car. I have an orange Subaru Crosstrek 
And I took a picture because mainly their logo is orange. So it was kind of cool. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm going to take my wife there. And, but the law was like, go into the parking garage that's right across the street from it. It's not very far. It's right across from it. Go all the way to the top and then take pictures of, of, my, of your wife, you know, with the background with the Gilbert water tower in the back. So I did that. And, you know, I, you know, my wife, like I said, she was feeling a bit down and at first she was a little bit down. But I was just, man, I don't know what just took over me, man. Just the love of God just took over me. And I just became super tender and, and started encouraging my wife and, and, and making her smile and making her laugh and, hey, try this pose and he drew this and, oh, babe, that, that came out good. Look. And, and then I have a, I have a, well, well, is it going to be classic? Next year, my car will be a classic. I have a 1996, uh, Subaru Impreza Outback wagon and, I like that car, and I don't care what anybody thinks. I know some people might think it's ugly, but whatever. Um, but, um, so I had my wife, I'm like, now you got to take a picture uh, on my car. And she's like, it's too hot. I'm like, I don't want you laid up on it. I mean, I just want you to take a picture with my car. And she did. And it came out freaking dope. Oh, my gosh. She looked beautiful. And um, so I bought this shirt on Etsy, and... Um, when I bought this shirt on NC, I did a review while well, I updated the review and added the picture and updated it. Yeah, I even said, you know, all oh, the material so soft, you know, it feels good in my hands when I hold her. I, man, yes, I am a man in love with my wife. Oh, man. When God pours a love, pours his love into you, man, you just want to love everyone. It's amazing. But anyway, I digress. I'm sorry. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the one who was, the one who is, and is to come. You are worthy of all honor, glory, and blessing. Your name is above all names. It's the only name given to us by which we should be saved. It is the only name. It is the sweetest name I know. It's the sweetest name you will ever hear the devil trembles at that name demons tremble at that name demons come out in Jesus name miracles happen in Jesus name good triumphs over evil in Jesus name father give me utterance this is your podcast not mine you gave it to me to use To reach the lost, to reach the backslider, to reach the non-believer, to reach the believer. I pray, Lord, please speak through me tonight and use me to glorify yourself. Lord, I have a quota and I pray that I meet that quota, that I pray. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's start. So please break out your Bibles uh, or your Bible app. Or break out your notepad. If you don't have a Bible or anything like that, it's okay. You can always just write it down and then go back later. But please pay attention. And also, if you need to, um, pause and, um, you know, rewind and all that, okay? Uh, also, please, before I go into this teaching, pray. Pause it right now and pray and ask the Lord to teach you, to speak to you right now through this teaching and to set you free. And if you're not born again, 
get born again. And if you're a backslider, rededicate yourself. And if you're a believer, take this teaching. Because I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're probably struggling with sexual sin. And right now, the Lord is going to set you free. If you do what, what is said in this here, you will be set free. Ah, so number one. Five, um, number one, store up God's word in your heart. If you don't store up God's word in your heart, meaning memorizing it, you will get, you will get, you become a target for sexual sin. Either the word of God will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from away from the word of God. In Proverbs seven, verse one, the father is begging and pleading and imploring his children to remember his commands. Number two, do not willingly put yourself in a compromising situation. Uh, in comparison here, Proverbs 7, verses 8 and 9. The young man purposely put himself in a situation that was compromising and in the back of his mind, he must have thought, I can handle this. I'm okay. I can resist the temptation to fornicate or to sin or to watch porn or to masturbate uh, or to flirt with some chick or whatever. Don't play with sexual sin. The Bible says flee from sexual sin. And other sins it says to stand, to, you know, stand your ground. Sexual sin is the only sin God says run away from. God sees sexual sin as a huge violation of his decree. He has said that sexual sin is, um, is wrong and that no one who is involved in sexual immorality will inherit the kingdom of God. Do it his way and you'll be fine. Deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow him. Die to your flesh. How do I do that, Nick? You want to die to your flesh? You really want to be set free? I challenge you. Three-day fast. No food, only water. No cell phone, no TV. Or if you need to use your cell phone because you use it to study the Bible like I do, go ahead, use it. But use it for that. Don't get on there to, you know, get on Facebook to see what, you know, so-and-so is doing or attempt yourself with another video or a picture might pop up on Instagram and some ad or something like that. Man, sometimes that happens. I'm not even trying to look for stuff, but an ad will pop up and it's some girl dressed in a, in a, in a, in a clothes that I shouldn't be or very little of it. And man, I could even feel my spirit go oh, like that. You know, I could feel it jumping me and I'm just, I got to repent from that because I don't want to see it. So if your phone causes you to sin, maybe for three days, you need to shut it off and maybe lock it up. Or let somebody take it for you. Or just let you use it for a little bit. Only when you need to. Whatever. But for three days. No food or water. Pray. Get into the word. Get on your knees. Get on your face. Turn your gladness into. Uh, turn your gladness into mourning. Into weeping. And call out. 
on the name of Jesus. Everyone who calls out on the name of Jesus will be saved. He will deliver you. He will wash you with his blood and remove all the iniquities. He will remove the shame. He will strengthen you. Here's the thing. God does not want to just coddle you and tell you, oh, poor baby. Yes, he will. He will take you in and hold you and tell you that he loves you. But he'll also strengthen you. Oh God, don't take the mountain out of the way. Give me the strength to go over the mountain. But anyway, back to the teaching. So this young man in Proverbs 7 purposely put himself. He was in a probably in a red light district area. And he's like, oh, well, I'm just going to peek around. Just take a look, you know, just see what's just to see what's on the menu tonight. And just and then I'll go home. You know, he's making an excuse, but he put himself in a compromising position. So we act like our intentions are uh, are pure, yet you, we make pr- provisions just in case, you know, something goes down. You know, we find out later that after the fact that our flesh was not strong enough to resist the sin. And by that point, that's that's the point of no return. It's too late at that point. You don't want to get there. You don't want to come to the point where like, oh man, my flesh wasn't strong enough. Because you have to be find out if how strong your flesh is or not. And if you have to find out that it wasn't strong enough, you've already sinned. That's too far. Don't go there. Number three, know your specific weaknesses and Satan's general plan of sexual sin. Proverbs chapter 7 verse 10. The woman, the prostitute here who is seducing this young man, appeal to the young man's five senses. Men, especially, I'm talking to the men here, mainly, women too, don't get me wrong, because women have, they have the same temptations men do. But I'm really speci- specifically talking to the men here, because I'm a guy, and I can speak from my own experience here about what I'm about to say. But I'm sure that women experience something very similar also. So, for me, for example, I discovered that my eyes, if I start looking at stuff, that is a snare. That I have to like look down, look another way, uh, whatever, but not look at that, whatever it is. So she had appealed first to his sight. The woman approached him seductively dressed. She was dressed like a prostitute. She was dressed like Enter the whatever word you want to put there for that kind of woman. We all know what that is. So she was dressed like that. And of course, you know, you she was looking. He was like, mm, wow, she looks good. Number two, she appealed to his sense of touch. In Proverbs 7, 13, she threw her arms around him and kissed him. You know, she was just all over him. You know, she was flirting with him. Here's a key question for you. What physical activity sends you to the point of no return? What does someone have to, what can someone do to get you to that point of no return? Cause like I said here, this, this is, this is how Satan gets you every time with sexual sin by your eyes and by the touch. If you're touching yourself or someone's touching you, touch. All right. Number three. She appealed to his sense of taste. Proverbs 7, verse 14 and 15. She says, Today I fulfilled my vows 
and I have food from my fellowship offering at the house. So the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. That's the old saying, right? And it's so freaking true. If a woman can cook, man, I tell you, she, man, if she can really cook, I don't care how fine she is. If she can cook, you better marry that woman. I don't care, man. Looks fade. But cooking gets better. <laughs> oh, man. Get you a Proverbs 31 movement. Start praying for your wife. If you, if you know that you're, that it's destined for you to be married, you need to be praying for your spouse. Somewhere out there, there is a man or a woman who you are going to meet and fall in love with and marry. And they need you to pray for them right now in Jesus' name. In fact, Father, I pray for all the future spouses of all my listeners and my children too. I pray for them, Lord. I pray that they would get saved. I pray that they would fall in love with you first. And then when they find each other, they would fall in love with one another. And they would glorify you, God. But they would be an example of Christ and the bride church in Jesus name. Amen. Anyway, so in the way, the other way that she got him was by food, right? By taste. So the way of a man's heart is through his stomach. The woman had leftover food offered and then she gave that to this. Uh, she was offering it to the young man. She did what she had to do to yield for, to get him to yield to sexual sin. Number four, she appealed to his sense of hearing. In Proverbs 7, verse 15, it says, the text says, You're the one I was looking for. I came out to find you, and here you are. I mean, you hear it. I mean, you, I'm sure you've heard it. Anytime, you, anytime you've heard, you've been on some kind of website uh, or listened to some song that dealt with sex, you hear the moaning, the groaning, the sounds, the the sexy talk, the cute talk, and all that stuff. That right there is getting to your hearing. For the women, they want to hear a man with a very deep voice, real smooth, like honey. And for the guys, you know, they want, well, it depends. Guys, we, we I don't know, we're very, we're not so picky. <laughs> but anyway, um... It's just what I'm saying. Hearing music could be a way you know, of being sexually brought in. You know, I remember growing up in the 90s, I used to listen to a lot of deep house and uh, techno music and stuff like that. And there was a lot of sexual like themes in this song. And now when I think about it, like that kind of that shaped my my sex, my sex life as an adult. And it was terrible. It ruined, I mean, uh, when, before I was, before I got born again, you know, I thought I was all that and I thought I was, you know, God's gift to women, but the Lord humbled me and, you know, He showed me that you only need, you only need one person. If you're a woman, you need one man. And if you're a man, you need one woman. And that is it. And stay faithful to it. And, and Jesus needs to be the crown jewel the paramount peak of your mountain. He needs to be number one and involved heavily. Has to happen. Needs to happen. Any other way won't work. It will be a catastrophe. I'm trying to warn you. 
Please listen to what I'm telling you. Anyway, let's keep going. So, in uh, Proverbs 7:18, the woman says, Come, let's drink our fill of love until morning. Let's enjoy each other's caresses. In verse uh, 21, she seduced him with her pretty speech and enticed him with her flattery. And um, this is why you need to affair-proof your marriage by affirming your spouse. Every day you need to tell your spouse you love them, that they are beautiful, that God loves them. Affirm them with the word. Dedicate music to them. Uh, get them flowers. Cook them meals. Do chores. You should serve one another. If your intention is to please your wife, and if your wife's intention is to please you, I mean, come on. I mean, I, ah, if you don't be selfish and you just want to serve your wife, like, man, if you do the things that your wife doesn't want, that you don't want to do for your wife, like wash the dishes or make the bed or whatever, you you pick the you pick the task that your wife wants you to do and you refuse to do because you hate it. I bet you do it one day without even telling her. Maybe wake up early before she wakes up. So when she wakes up, you know you're just chilling in the living room or whatever. And she walks up. Whoa! What just happened here? You know how happy she's gonna be, or vice versa. You do that for your husband. Let's say he wants you to cook something for him, or he wants you to wear something for him, and you've refused. Man, come on. Do it for your man. You know, the, the, the kind of love that God commands us to have is agape love. It's a love that's sacrificial. It's the love of Christ. If we say we are, we're Christ followers and we say that we love our brother, how can we, you know, how can we do that? You know, how can we hate our brother that we see and then say that we love God who we don't see? Anyway, the enemy will use someone to say something to you that you haven't heard in a while or your spouse. If you ain't telling, the old saying is if you ain't doing it for your spouse, somebody's going to do it for them. So you need to be doing it. If you're, if you're, if there's a task or something that they, that your spouse wants you to do, if you want to a fair proof your marriage, if you want to stay married, then do those things. Maybe you may have to do something you don't want to do, but do it and then learn how to enjoy it and please your husband, please your wife. Just do it. There's nothing wrong, man. Do it, do it as unto the Lord. Do it for him. Be like, do what, Lord? I'm going to cook dinner for my wife as unto the Lord. Like as if I was cooking dinner for Jesus because my guest would be Jesus. And, but, but my wife's going to step in and, 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 and take the spot. Man. You're gonna have you're gonna have a good relationship. Number five, um, well, not number five, sorry, but the, the next thing this woman did is uh, she appealed to his sense of smell. In Proverbs seven verse seventeen, she says, "I've perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. S the smell of perfume simply enhances the erotic nature of sex." Once again, saying to yourself, "I hope nothing happens," but just in case, let me go get the mood ready. And this is step number four. Consider the destruction of sexual sin can occur beforehand. Proverbs chapter 7, uh, verse 22 through verse 23. Like an ox going to the slaughter, caught in a trap, like 
an arrow waiting to pierce the heart, uh, pierce his heart, like the bird flying into a snare, little knowing it would cost him his life. Sexual sin equals short-term pleasures plus long-term consequences. Let me repeat that. Let me put it to you like this. Short-term pleasure plus long-term consequences equals sexual sin. Do not think too highly of yourself. Do not think that it cannot happen to you. Proverbs chapter 7 verse 26. For she has cast down many wounded and all who were slain by her were strong men. Let me give you a couple examples of some strong uh, strong men. If sexual sin can bring down the likes of King David, King Solomon, Samson, just to name a few, it can bring you down too. These guys, David was a man after God's heart. Solomon was the wisest man besides Jesus to ever live. Samson was a judge and he was the strongest man in all Israel. But he couldn't let go of those of those women, those forbidden women, those Philistine women. He couldn't let them go. Solomon had to have a whole bunch, a whole slew of women, and David had to kill somebody to get this woman that he wanted. So don't go through life thinking that sexual sin can only happen to other people and not you. Remember. All who were slain by her were strong men. I, I don't, what I'm going to share next is, is testimony. I'm not bragging on myself. Uh, please don't think that I say this in, in all humility. Um, you know, for people who know me personally, they, they would, more than likely, probably say that I'm I'm, I'm pretty I'm a, I'm a guy who has pretty strong faith, but even I had fallen, and and, and I'm I consider I'm I even think I'm a consider myself a strong because I've man I've I knew where I came from and how weak I was when I came to the Lord, but the Lord has strengthened me and He's given me His Spirit and and I'm so I just feel His power just flowing through me now. But uh, man, sexual sin will is a very quick way of to getting to death to a lot of things, man. It'll affect your family. It'll affect your finances. It'll affect your marriage. It'll affect your kids. It'll affect um, your friendships. It'll affect everything. It'll affect your faith. It'll. It's just. It's a very powerful, powerful sin. And the only way to defeat it is two ways. One, flee. And then two, fast and pray. It's time to get serious. Like, it's there ain't no time to play. We are right. We are in the time that's right before the tribulation begins. We're that close. We are at the birth pains. We're all, as we're seeing these, these riots and these race wars and these plagues and these volcanoes and these earthquakes and these things going on in the sky and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. This is right before. This is Daniel 11. If you go read Daniel 11, this is what's going on right now. Then you go into Daniel 12 and that's the tribulation. 
And the tribulation ends when Jesus Christ comes back. That's what I read. I know there's people who believe pre or the after the millennial or whatever. Fine. That's where I stand. But you know what? I don't, if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm still ready. Because Jesus said, be ready. It don't matter if he comes at, before and takes us and raptures us. In fact, I would love that because I don't want to go through the tribulation. But if I got to go through it, I'm ready. But if Jesus comes back tomorrow, I want to be ready. How about you? Is that porn site worth it? Is that chick that you keep checking out worth it? Is that woman that you're cheating your on your uh, cheating with your wife with? Is that is is it worth it? Is that man that you're sleeping with, or texting, or leading on, or catfishing? Is it worth it? Is it worth an eternity to hell? No. Turn it over to Christ. In fact, if you want to have Jesus help you, but it's not just help, because it's far more than this. If you don't want to ever deal with sexual sin again, surrender your life to Jesus Christ today. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day. Because if you don't, you're not going to be set free. And if you only come to be set free from sexual sin and you don't want to, you don't want to follow Christ. You don't want to read your Bible. You don't want to pray. You don't want to fast. You don't want to love on people. You don't want to change. You don't want to be Christ-like. Then don't waste your time and just go to some psychiatrist or take some pills or do something else. Because if you want to be set free, you also got to want Christ. Christ has the answer. Christ is the answer. God, God will give you the power. He'll give you His Spirit. He also will give you His promises. All of God's promises are yes and amen through Jesus Christ. In John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Did you hear that? You can't come through Jesus the way you want to. He has he has said what are the 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 rules of surrender. The rules of surrender is Jesus. God's mercy on mankind is Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ drank the full cup of the wrath of God. Why was Jesus so afraid to die? It wasn't that he wasn't afraid to die. He was afraid that he'd have to face the wrath of God for sin. It's not because he was afraid to die. It's more than that. The Bible says that he looked past it because he, the past the cross because he saw the joy that was going to come. Because of his life being given for us, many would be saved. Many would be ransomed. God offers repentance. To anyone who believes in Jesus Christ. Call out on the name of Jesus. And you shall be saved. Everyone who calls out on him shall be saved. Put your trust in him. He will save you. And he'll save your family. And he'll bless you. And he'll put his spirit in you. You just got to seek him. You got to get to know him. And you got to want him. And you got to want to just not want anything else but him. Because he's so good. And God is good. God wants to know you. 
God wants to have a relationship with you. His desire for you to go to heaven is stronger than yours. He says that he prays that everyone would would come to repentance so that no one would go to hell. That's God's heart. But also God is a judge. And God has judged that sexual immorality of anything, of any kind, outside of his prescribed uh, for marriage and family, is sin. Yes, masturbation outside of the, the realm of marriage is sin. Pornography is sin. Uh, uh, living with your boyfriend, living with your girlfriend before getting married, sin. Oh, Nick, but it's just a piece of paper. That's not the point. The point is when you you get married, there are witnesses and there is a covenant and there is a promise and there are vows that you are making before God, before the state, before your wife, before your husband, before your family, that you will be committed to this marriage, that you will be committed to this relationship, whether you are flat broke or a millionaire, whether you have a, a full belt, a full uh, full health or you're dying of COVID-19 or you're dying of AIDS or you're dying of cancer, you stick with it. You don't go and go find somebody else and try to replace them. How dare you? Don't do such a thing. Do the right thing. Save yourself. Save yourself for marriage. If you are a virgin, save yourself for marriage. It's worth it. I lost my virginity at 17 years old. That day, I slept with two girls. I used to be proud of that. Now, I am so ashamed of it. I wish, God, I wish. Oh, God, I wish I would have not done that. It's a gift you give away, and it's only one time. I can't even remember the name of the girl that I slept with that I gave my virginity to. I wish I would have waited and would have been able to give it to my wife. But I didn't. Because I was impatient and I gave into my uh, uh, peer pressure from my friends because they were teasing me. Oh, Nick, he's still a he's still a virgin. Oh, he's a virgin. Ha, ha, ha. Yes, and that. But then the day came. My boys said, "Hey, bro, I need a ride to this girl's house." I'm like, "I ain't gonna give you no ride." And he's all, "Hey, she's got a homegirl. She might put out." I'm like, "Oh, let's go." Next day, drop my brother off from school. So, hey, I'm leaving. I'm going to go hang out. He's like, okay, don't tell mom. <laughs> I'll pick you up. <sighs> yeah. Atascado. <sighs> I regret that day. Don't do what I did. I knew better. I knew not to do that, but I did it. And that just led me down a path of sexual sin and heartbreak and pain and suffering because I because I didn't know that God felt so strongly about it until I got this teaching. Once I got that teaching, oh man, I read Proverbs 7. First, I read Proverbs 7 and then I did the teaching. I was like, oh my God. Well, I've read this before. I've done Proverbs challenges. I must have read Proverbs straight through at least three or four times. And I've read that. And I know that. But I ignored it. I didn't apply it. I knew it. I was a doer. I was not a doer. I was just a hearer. Don't be like me. If you already lost your virginity and you didn't get somebody pregnant 
or or you didn't get pregnant yourself, or you didn't catch a STD, just take it as God's grace and don't do it again until you get married. And if you never get married, then hey, then you'll be a eunuch for the Lord. So many people here complaining about, oh, I don't know if I'm going to ever get married. You know what? You need to worry about your relationship with Christ. You need to first fall in love with him. He needs to be number one in your marriage. You, For the men, if you are going to be a husband, a Christian husband at that, you need to be a man who can lead a, your wife to the Lord. That you are the spiritual leader of your house. Your marriage, your family, your children are your first ministry. If your lady or your husband ain't ain't saved, you better be praying for them. And you better be preaching the gospel. And I know you're going to argue with them. And they're going to fight. And and things are going to happen. It's called spiritual warfare. People, we are in a war. We're in a war for souls. What side do you want to be on? On the side of of good or on evil? Because you can't be on both. We're all born by default into the other side's team, in Satan's team. We are all born sinful. Yes, everyone except Christ. Everyone else born in sin. Why? They were born into Adam. That's why Jesus said, Three times in John 3 that you must be born again and you must be baptized. If Jesus was baptized, you need to get baptized. What makes you think you're greater than your master? Do what he do. If you do what Christ did, if you follow his example, you follow his teachings, you will live such a blessed life. Such a blessed life. Don't 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 do it halfway, man. It ain't worth it. This world ain't nothing, man. Once you realize how depraved we are, you're just hoping that sovereign, you know, the sovereign election that that teaching is is true. That God had already picked you from a long time ago, and that you're going to heaven for sure. That no matter what, He's gonna save you. That's the teaching. That's. And the Bible does teach that. It does teach predestination. Before the foundations of the world, he already knew. We don't know. That's why we got to go out. And that's why we got to go find them. That's why we got to go preach. Because the word will draw them in. It'll draw them in. God knows who they are. He'll draw them to us. We just got to go out and do it. And now that this whole thing with this quarantine stuff, hey, all you introverts, all you people who are afraid of preaching and getting in front of people man you're you're listening to one right now so i mean i don't even have to show my face you just i just gotta you know talk and then upload this podcast but i've been i put my neck out there though you know i've i got i had a another ministry that that the you the lord used to help me you know develop my my skills you know and you know i've preached on youtube you know, I've uh, I've been on the radio before. You know, I've been down on on the streets. I've been I went on a mission before. I've been out in the you know missions, and I've been out in places like that. I'm not bragging. The Lord used me. Thank God. 
And he can use you too. And he wants to use you too. He wants to use your story. He wants to use your pain. He wants to use your trauma. The, the, the word says in Romans 8.28 that God will use all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Do you love him? Do you love Jesus? Do you obey what he says? Do you love him so much that you'll st- you will stop watching porn? That you will stop putting hands on yourself? That you'll stop putting foreign objects in your body? That you will wait until you get married to have sex? If you love Jesus that much, then do it. Pray. Pray and ask that God will give you the grace and the strength to do it. And then uh, maintain your relationship with Christ. I can make a suggestion and then you can go ahead and do whatever you like with this suggestion. My suggestion is this. Get up at 3 a.m. Break your Bible out. Get alone with the Lord. Pray. Start reading. Or do a devotional on your phone. Pray. Or go for a walk early in the morning. You know, 4, 5, 6 in the morning. When it's nice and cool and before the sun comes out. And you get to see the sun come out. And just just watch. Just look at how beautiful. Oh, how it is, man. And just appreciate just the beauty of God and the masterpiece of the sky and the firmament. It's beautiful. It makes you appreciate it. You, you're just in awe. Like, whoa. This is the God that I worship. He's so creative. We try to mimic it with paintings, but we don't. It, those paintings fall short of the actual word of, of, you know, the actual, you know, what we see with our eyes. Imagine what more, how much more beautiful God is in in real life. There will come a day when God will set foot on the earth, and it won't be this earth though. It'll be the new heaven and new earth. And the people, the, the, and he shall dwell with his people and he shall call them their people and they shall call him their God. That he's their God and, and God's going to say, these are my people. And we will say, that's our God. I want that. And I want that for you too. And you know what? God desires that more than any of us. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta want it. it. Says, seek God first. Seek His face. Seek His face only. Seek His kingdom only. Seek His righteousness only. Seek His wisdom only. Don't be like me. I start having problems. Start calling people up. Start texting people. Nah, not anymore. Man, I call out on the name of Jesus and I start asking for help. It works. You got to get your flesh out the way. You got to weaken it. And then I, and don't just fast one time. You need to fast multiple times. You got to weaken it. In John uh, 3.30 it says, I must decrease so he must, so he can increase. We want, we want the spirit and we want Christ to show more and more and more through us. 
And we want it to look less and less and less like us, right? Amen. Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> so that's the show. I'm tired. Oh my gosh, that was pretty dang, dang uh, intense. Uh, should be some prayer requests in the um, in the comments. Um, but yeah, let me go ahead and pray pray us out, and uh, and then I'll go ahead and uh, end the show. I'm trying to buy some time here so I can get my music folder, my outros ready. You know. Anyway. Here we go. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this teaching. I pray, God, that it goes out and that it that it's your word. Because your word says that your word proceeds from your mouth and does not return to you void. That it will do as you purposed it. I hope and pray that the purpose of this is to set people free and to motivate them, to encourage them, to correct them, to bring them back to you or to bring them to you. I pray that this that this would also lead to families being restored, marriages being restored, things being restored. I pray God a restoration to all my listeners and healing and blessing for their obedience. Lord, your word says that you are the rewarder of those who seek you diligently. Oh God, I know that this is your heart. We want to see victory in our lives. We want to see Jesus be victorious in our lives. So, Lord, be victorious in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, music. Let's Mine, I got home, but my bills high and my bread low and my life did for something.